it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Welcome to the show. Go to witnesstalkradio.org for more episodes and to leave feedback. Tomorrow is the 42nd anniversary of Roe v. Wade, which legalized abortion in America. Abortion is the murder of unborn human children, and our country says that it's okay if you choose to slaughter your child so that you won't be inconvenienced. In fact, President Obama is vowing to veto a Republican-backed bill that would ban abortions after the first 20 weeks of pregnancy, saying that the abortion bill is an assault on women's right to choose and unacceptably restricts health and reproductive rights. Our country is in sad shape. Even if this bill were to pass, abortions would still continue. Politics will not stop abortion. A changed heart through the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only thing that will abort these atrocious acts. What are your thoughts on abortion? Do you think it should be illegal, illegal? I think it should be legal. I think it should be the woman's choice. Okay. And uh, what uh, what makes you uh, decide that it, it should be the woman's choice? Um, I think there's a lot of factors into what could make someone want to have an abortion, like things like rape. Like There should be instances where um, women should be allowed to choose to not have a baby because it could be born into a situation that would just not be good for them. Good for them or good for the baby? Good for the baby. Okay. So now, what uh, what exactly happens during an abortion? Um, I, mean, I don't know the exact process, but just getting rid of the fetus inside a woman. Okay. Uh, so, going back to a statement that you said before, uh, you want to you want the baby to have a better life, uh, and that's why uh, people choose to abort. Correct. Yes, like if a woman isn't financially stable or doesn't isn't going to be able to provide for it or if it is something that comes from rape and the woman doesn't have um, like an attachment to the baby when it's born because of the situation she was in, I think that that should be her right that to not have the baby so that it's not born into circumstances that wouldn't be good for it growing up. So in- instead of having the baby and it having a, a difficult life, uh, you say that it would be better to uh, destroy the life or to uh, kill the baby before it's born. I mean, it just, I think that it can go both ways. Like, I don't, like, personally, I wouldn't have an abortion, but I can see how I just think that it should be someone's choice. So, what about the baby? Should the baby have a choice? Yeah, I mean, it's not born yet, so it can't make the decision. Right. Well, put yourself in, so to speak, in the baby's shoes. Uh, You've uh, just been conceived. Uh, You're about 20 weeks along, and you overhear your mom outside the womb uh, thinking about having an abortion. What would you say? Um, I mean, (laughs) I, I don't know. I think it's a 
22 month old fetus I don't think that it could make that decision or <laughs> I don't know I think that that would be that's I think that's the woman's choice it's in her body and it isn't capable of making a decision like that at that point so now uh when would you say it's it, it's past the past the time that you shouldn't have an abortion anymore would you say you know abortion should be legal up to birth uh up to uh second trimester third trimester um yeah not far along in the pregnancy i don't think that it should be all the way to birth definitely like once it starts to to develop more then i think it it starts to be wrong so like uh maybe if the baby's got a heartbeat um at that point i think that it a woman shouldn't do that. But in the very beginning, I think that it should be her choice before it goes along further. Well, you may not know this, but uh, a baby in the womb begins having a heartbeat at, at six weeks after conception. And most people don't even realize they're pregnant until after that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so I think that... I don't know, I think it should be a fast decision. Okay. So, basically, what you're saying is to... Uh, kill the baby before they grow up too big. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're listening to Witness Radio. Lecrae is a Christian rap artist that has dealt with the sin of abortion in one of his songs. Listen to this conversation that he had recently with Pastor John Piper. I remember back in 02, I was in school and acting a fool. My soul got saved, my debt had been paid, but still I kept running off with my crew. Sex on my brain and death in my veins. I had a main thing, we stayed up to two, smoking. Waking and baking, we naked. My body was loving it. Soul was hating it. And time and time after time, our bodies grew close. The girl was so fine. She had a heart. We heard a heartbeat that wasn't hers or mine. The miracle of life had started inside. Ignored the warning signs. Suppressed that truth I felt inside. I was just having fun with this. I'm too young for this. I'm thinking me, myself, and I. Should I sacrifice this life to keep my vanity and live nice? She loves and trusts me so much that whatever I say, she'll probably oblige. But I was too selfish with my time. Scared my dreams were not going to survive. So I dropped her off at that clinic. That day, a part of us died. So, yeah. And it's true. It's a true story. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it's kind of all, you know, uh, young man um, trying to figure out what I was going to do in my life. Um, hadn't finished school. Um, and, and I had met the Lord, but, um, just was still trying to get my footing in terms of walking with Jesus. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, I could tell all kind of, there's so much that happened. Like I literally was in the middle of that relationship. I was feeling the conviction. I felt like God was giving me opportunities to, you know, escape. And, um, you know, we're doing drugs, we're engaged in, in, um, you know, sexual activity consistently. And um, and I really, at that time, I thought that I, I had believed in urban myth that I had con- if you consume enough drugs, you will be sterile. Mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, uh, um, thought that, oh, we'll, we'll never get pregnant because, you know, I was my ignorance at the time. Um, and um, I remember we were both working at a, uh, <clears throat> at a call center and we went out for our smoke break and um, and she hesitated to smoke the cigarette. And I was just kind of like, what, you know, what's going on? Mm. And that's when she let me inform me. Yeah, yeah that she was pregnant. And so, uh, 
you know, it was a, it was a really, um, I will say I was very, had it not been for the spirit of who I was suppressing, you know, the conviction of the spirit with drugs and alcohol, um, I don't, I don't know if I would have felt anything, you know, I was so callous and so hard hearted, um, that it was almost second nature to say, oh, we, we want to get an abortion. And, uh, she was actually wrestling with the idea and, um, and I, and I did, I, I could, I could sense the Lord, um, impressing upon me like, Hey, not okay. Um, but I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so self-centered at this point in time and not God centered at all that it was just kind of like, let me shut in that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, um, and it wasn't even a question. It was just more of me convincing her that this was the right thing to do. Um, and there's a lot I could, you know, I could, yeah. you know. You, you, you were talking a few minutes ago, and the part that was so moving to me was that evidently there are stages along the way for getting breakthroughs about this or getting over it where where you were going through some old pictures or something. Mm-hmm. Come to terms with your wife. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. Uh, what, what, what happened there that, that, uh, that needed to happen in order for you to move forward? Yeah, so a- after... Um, after the abortion, I really pretty much shut it out of my mind and really, you know, um, I, I mean, literally to the point where, I mean, it's shameful, but, um, you know, I ignored all her calls. I quit dealing with her altogether. Um, the last time I saw her, I remember her being curled up on her bed crying. And, um, and I just was, I kind of pushed all of it out of my mind. And what I kept uh, were pictures of her and and I and I and hindsight twenty twenty I did it as a memorial in some senses. But um, you know, after years down the line, I was going through premarital, and um, I was getting rid of pictures of all my ex girlfriends and whatnot to say my mind and my heart is focused on this woman here, and I don't need any reminders of anything. And um, and I came across her picture, and I didn't, I couldn't throw it away. Mm. And um, and my wife was like, just throw it in the trash. Uh, mm. And I just broke down, you know, out of. Mm. I was like, what in the world? The moment. Yeah, it just literally broke. Um, the guilt and the remorse and the shame of it all. And, uh, and I think that was actually the beginning of the healing process for me. Mm-hmm. So. You're listening to When This What do you think makes human beings valuable? Their ability to contribute to society in general. At what level of contribution do human beings have to be able to offer before you would consider them valuable? If they contribute to the lives of others in a positive fashion. What is the line that you're drawing? What is the the thing that they must be able to contribute for us to be able to say, now we have a valuable human life? It would be at a point where you have a growing baby where it's contributing to the lives of the parents. Okay. And that they're looking forward to having a child. Okay. Let's say they have one single parent and no other family. And that parent is just deeply depressed and kills that child. Have they done something wrong? Because that child was not giving anything to society. I would say if that parent cannot support that child and does not want that child, that child is not going to be able to contribute to society in the fashion that it would otherwise. So it was, it's okay for her to kill her newborn child in those circumstances because the life itself doesn't have value. Well, you put it like that, it sounds like murder. Visit wretched.tv for more info. What are your thoughts on abortion? Do you think it should be legal, or do you think that determination should be overturned, may make abortion illegal? Um, I personally think it's the person's choice, I guess. 
it should be made legal just because it's your personal opinion. Um, I do know people who've had abortions and I don't think it's, and I don't judge them any differently because of it, because it was a situation where she didn't choose to become pregnant. So, and as while well, I'm saying she didn't choose is because she was raped and you know, you don't want to have a baby in that situation, so I'm not judging her any differently for that. So I think it should be legalized, and I mean, I shouldn't, I'm not saying that everyone should have an abortion or anything, but that's just what I think about it, I guess. Well, I, I want to uh, say, you know, I, I feel for your, your friend, and yeah. I'm sorry that she had to go through that, mm-hmm. um, but regarding that, uh, why should the uh, child that was created have to be punished for the crime of the father? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I guess <laughs> um, they shouldn't, but, you know, she was only in high school, and it's hard for her to support something, and every time she would see that child, she would have to be remembered of what happened to her. And, yeah, you could give it up for adoption, but then, you know, she would have to go through high school, you know, having to um, be, you know, go through that pregnancy, being remembered of what happened to her. And it was just a tough situation. But, no, I don't think that the baby should be punished. If it was a different situation, if, you know, a husband and wife got pregnant or something, then I don't think it should be allowed. But I guess that's just how I feel about it in different situations no, the baby shouldn't be punished. Okay, so now, uh, outside of uh, rape, uh, which uh, of all abortions, uh, it's been, uh, statistics show that it's less than 1% of all abortions are because of rape. What are your thoughts on the other abortions, the other 99%? Do you think those should be legal or illegal? Um... I personally just think that, I don't know, (laughs) that's a tough question as well. I think it just should be the parent's choice, and I know that, yes, there's a life being formed, but if financially you can't raise the child, I don't think the child should be punished um, if they can't provide food for the child. And yeah, I know that there's adoption and everything, but... I just don't think the child should be punished by putting through foster care and all that, which is very difficult for children as well. Um, So I think sometimes I know saying that abortion is the best option, and I don't want to say that because I know it's not, but for some very young parents or people that can't afford to have a child at the time, that really might be the best option. Well, let's... uh... Let's take those thoughts and, and, and expound on them a little bit. Uh, we'll start with uh, they, financially the parents uh, can't really raise a child uh, because they're uh, not financially well off. Um, how, how well off does someone have to be in order to, to have a child? Um, I think that they should just be able to clothe the child and feed them and be able to provide a good home environment. You know, the three things main things to live, food, water, and shelter. So I think those should definitely be top priority. Um, I mean, as long as you can provide that well, then I think, and you're willing to give them love 
and nurture, then I think the child's well off. Okay. So now, uh, food, shelter, clothing, uh, those are all things that, uh, that other people can, can readily provide, uh, you know, from the kindness of their own hearts, uh, or from the, uh, giantness of their own pocketbooks, whatever, you know. So, uh, is it still, would you say it's still okay to, uh, kill the baby or abort the baby, uh, even though all those options are readily available to, to help you take care of your child? Um, I feel like before someone possibly should abort a child, they should know of someone that would want to take care of their child. Um, if they have someone ready to take care of their child or if they go through social services or something and someone's ready um, before put throwing them in the child in foster care or something right away, then I think, yeah, the person that's willing to take it or has the checkbook ready and everything or they are ready because they weren't able to get pregnant or something then yeah definitely give that child you know an opportunity in life but if not you know I hate to say it but you know there's plenty of children that are ready to be adopted now that are waiting you know why bring a ton of children into this world if we can't do anything and I really do hate to say it but you know, it's life, and sometimes it is survival of the fittest. Okay. So, uh, to sum it all up, uh, it's okay to murder a baby in the womb if you're poor, right? <laughs> I hate to say that, too. Um, I don't want to say if you're poor because, you know, it's people that don't aren't financially stable can also be loving parents and everything, but if they think that they aren't capable then and if that's their best option then I'm not going to judge them or anything if they can't if that's going to be their best option right. and, and I'm not asking you to, to judge anybody uh, you know I'm we're, we're trying to stay focused on on the the act of abortion itself uh, so uh, when when uh, someone who's poor uh, gets pregnant it, it's better to to kill the baby than to uh, give them life and, and do their best to uh, give them all that they need, uh, even if they need to ask for help from other people. It's better to kill the baby? Um, well, if that's the only option. I mean, like I said earlier, if they have someone ready that they know of that can take care of the baby or social services has someone that they know of that's willing to take the child, then I think that should be the option. But if not, then I don't know. I guess so. so <laughs> let, me, let me put this statement out there and you finish the sentence. Okay. Okay. It's okay to murder a child in the womb when? <laughs> when the parents aren't financially or capable of taking care of the child and no one else is willing to or capable or able to take care of that child. So it's okay to murder a child in the womb when people are financially unstable. Or not willing to take care of it. Or not willing to take care of it instead of giving it to uh, up or adopt. Yeah. So... Would you say that it's more loving to uh, adopt the baby out, let the baby live, or to murder the baby? 
Which is more loving? Um, I would... I would let someone adopt the baby if I knew of someone, depending on the situation. So then you're saying that it, it would be more loving to have the baby adopted than to murder the baby? Yes, correct. Okay, Yanka, do you have any type of uh, spiritual background or anything that helps you make the decisions that regarding abortion? Um, I'm Catholic, so technically they say that abortion's illegal and everything against abortion, you know, of course, that everyone that aborts is going to go to hell and everything, but I'm not totally 100% agree with that, I guess, but I don't know. It's a tough question. So, uh, Yanka, do you uh, do you consider yourself to be a good person? I think so. I don't. I would hope everyone else does, but I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't really matter what everyone else thinks, because uh, on the day of judgment, when you die, uh, you're going to stand before God. Exactly. So it really only matters to Him whether you're a good person. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what I'm going to use now is a, as a quick test based on the Ten Commandments. You've heard of those, right? You're Catholic. Yeah. So, uh, three questions to see whether or not you are a good person, okay? How many lies have you told in your whole life? A rough <laughs> estimate. More than I can count, I guess. I wouldn't be able to tell you. So, uh, what do you call someone who tells that many lies? Probably a bad person. <laughs> no, more, more specifically. starts with an L. A liar. <laughs> right, right. Uh, have you ever stolen anything, even something small? No. You've just admitted being a liar. Are you sure? I'm positive. I've never stolen anything in my life. Okay. I'll let you slide on that one. <laughs> uh, have you ever used uh, God or Jesus or Christ in a derogatory way or like a cuss word? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> that one's called blasphemy. Okay, so Yanka, we've gone through three of God's Ten Commandments. And based on that, you've admitted to me that you're a lying blasphemer. So, if God were to judge you, if you were to die today, stand before God, if God were to judge you based on the Ten Commandments, do you think you would be innocent or guilty? Probably guilty, but I don't think that those three things are the only thing he looks at. (laughs) Do you think you would go to heaven or hell based on that? I would hope heaven, but probably purgatory. <laughs> okay, there, there, there's no such thing as purgatory in the Bible, so it's it's one or the other, heaven or hell. I'm going to go with heaven just because my parents always told me there was no such thing as hell. Okay, well, here's what the Bible says. You ready for it? Yeah. Uh, Revelation 21.8, this way you can look it up too, uh, says all liars will have their part in the lake which burns with fire and sulfur. And in Exodus chapter 20, it says, uh, God will not hold you guiltless for taking his name in vain. Blasphemy. So, God says you're guilty because you've lied and you've blasphemed. You've you've used his name like a curse word. And he says that the punishment is an eternity in hell. Does that concern you? Um, I mean, not really. (laughs) I mean, it should, but I was always told there wasn't a hell. And, I mean, if God really loved us all, he would let us go to heaven, right? Well, yes and no. Because, you see, if you were to take this whole scenario, put it in a, in a courtroom, okay? God's the judge. You're the criminal, okay? You're standing before the judge guilty. 
and you say, well, judge, don't you, aren't you a good judge? Don't you love everybody? Don't you want to let everyone go to heaven? Or don't you want to let everyone go free? The judge is going to say, I am a good judge, but because I'm a good judge, I'm going to punish those who break the law. If he let everyone go free, he would not be a good judge. Mm -hmm. He would be a horrible judge. So, going back to God and you. God sees every wrong thing you've ever done, every time you've ever broken his law. And he says that the punishment is an eternity in hell. But he does say he loves you. So he has to do something in order to make a way for you to get out of hell. In order to have your payment or your fine paid so that you can escape hell. Now that sounds, that sounds loving, but it's also uh, just, because justice has been served, because a fine has been paid. Mm-hmm. So either you can pay the fine with, with your life, or someone else can pay the fine on your behalf. Does that sound loving? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Um... Well, let me tell you this. You're Catholic, so I'm sure you've heard about Jesus. God's son, actually God in the flesh. Mm -hmm. He lived a perfect life. He never lied. He never used God's name in vain. And then he died on the cross. He was punished on the cross, not because he deserved it, not because he broke the law, but because you broke the law. He died to take your place. The punishment that you deserve was put upon him. But then he rose again three days later. He died on the cross, rose from the grave. Defeating death, defeating hell. Proving that he was God. Proving that he could offer forgiveness of sin. Mm -hmm. But he says that in order for you to have his payment credited to your account, you have to do something. And that's repent, which means to turn away from sin, turn away from lying and, and using his name in vain, Turn away from all sin and turn to God. Turn your heart away and turn it towards God by putting your trust, not just believing in him, but putting your trust in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. He says when you do that, he'll give you a new heart with new desires. He'll make you a new creation. He will grant you eternal life and he will let you escape from hell, the hell that you deserve and I deserve and everyone else deserves. But he says he loves you and he wants you to be with him in heaven. So he sent his own son to die on the cross to take your place. And he offers it to you freely. As long as you follow his, meet his conditions. Now, would you say that that's a loving thing to do? Yeah. So let me, let me uh, ask this question. Would it be more loving to do what Jesus did to pay your fine offer you eternal life or would it be more loving to just say eh, I'm going to send her to hell she broke my laws she's guilty I'm, I'm not going to pay her fine I'm just going to send her to hell what's more loving? to do what Jesus did <laughs> to offer life instead of death yeah. and just like with the baby in the womb mm-hmm. it is more loving to offer life instead of death Lenzine, you just seen 180. What do you think? I loved it. It's thought-provoking. 
It's convicting and it um, shows you the heart of the people in this earth. Would you vote for someone who is pro-abortion? Yeah. So have you just changed your mind about abortion? Yes, I have. <laughs> I, it was very powerful, very moving. I wish I had had it available for my granddaughter because she just had a, a late-term abortion and it tears me up that she'd done this. I loved it and I want to get lots of copies of it. I believe that people have the right to choose. So have you just changed your mind about abortion? Yeah, I think I've just changed my mind. Are you going to vote differently in future? Yeah. You mean that? Yeah. Very touching. Eye-opening was devastating. This is a powerful, powerful message, and uh, it's a must-see for everybody. It was uh, life-changing and world-changing. I think it's one of the most incredible tools I've ever seen. All I can say is I want to be involved in handing it out to as many people as I can. Go to 180movie.com for details. Until next time, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and share your faith. May God bless you. Radio has been brought to you by the Muniac family.